Get over here, Var. I'm coming, I'm coming. Ooh, welcome to the Flaws of Friendship, episode 38. Friendship, living with arms wide open. We are live in the podcast studio. Welcome, friends. Welcome, Welcome. Stacey. Thank you. Welcome to Facebook. We're back on Facebook Live. Yes, we are. We missed it. Yeah, so why not? Here we are, guys. So, here we are. We are about to talk about something that we talk a lot about at the Flaws of Friendship, but... The word is a word that you don't hear often enough, I think, Mm -hmm. but we do talk about it. And so you want to share what the word is that we use a lot, but the world doesn't use it a lot. Yeah. I want to say it because this week I get to say you had a hard time with it. This week. Yes. We go back and forth. Last week was my hard week. I'm flying fancy free this week and you are having a hard time. So I'm going to say it for you. Okay. Covenant. (sighs) Covenant. Covenant. Everybody practice. Everybody say it. One, two, three. Covenant. Covenant. Mm. So do you want to even tell them why real quick that this is even in our vocabulary? Because it is kind of weird. Well, you told the story in the blog. Mm -hmm. So you did say that one day you were driving in your car and the Lord told you to make a covenant with me. He sure did. And I knew I better not waste too much time thinking about what that meant. So I just thought that you would be elated. The Lord told me to make a covenant. I was going to make a covenant. I knew something about it probably meant that I was committed to you. You know, you don't normally hear that word other than marriage. And so I thought it was a little weird that the Lord would tell me make a covenant with Tabitha. But I'm like, you know, if there's one thing I do, I will obey. Yes, you will. Even, you know, crazy stuff. So I will. So I called in all my elation. I dialed you right up on the cell phones and I said, I probably prefaced it with this might sound a little weird. What I wanted to say was, friends, sit down. You are going to be so happy. You'll probably start crying. (laughs) (laughs) So I called and said, Tabitha, the Lord told me to make a covenant with you. So I'm making a covenant with you. And that's where it all started. You didn't really receive that the way I thought you were going to receive it. No. You, I thought you were going to weep out of gratitude and joy because you, look what you're getting in me. Yeah. You wanted to cry, but it wasn't out of elation. <laughs> no, I don't think it was like that. Even though in the blog you put it funny that I'm like, oh, no, what does this mean? But, well, in some ways it was. I was you Actually go, what thinking, does that mean? And am I supposed to make one? And I was like, oh, because I just thought you were going to come right back with and I'll make one with you. Yeah. And I didn't hear the Lord tell me to make a covenant with anybody but my husband. And so I'm a little flighty anyway. So I don't like to be tied down to anything or anybody. So can I get an amen out there? Because not I for know, me. Yeah, not for me. Well, obviously. <laughs> I'm giving you an amen. No, you're not. And so... I said, thank you. And we hung up. 
I didn't know what to do with myself after that. I was like, oh my gosh, that was the dumbest conversation I've ever had in my life. Who calls their friend and goes, I want to make a covenant with you. That's weird. Yeah, and then your friend says, thank you, goodbye. Thank you. I accept it. Yeah. I don't know if I accepted it exactly. No, you just thanked, like you accepted my gesture. Yes. Okay. You didn't accept the... I didn't take the on, binding contract. Yeah, I didn't take the contract. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a ceremony right there or anything. I wanted to because I was thinking about what kind of cake we should have. <laughs> I was ready for the ceremony. <laughs> anyway, so we are going, if you've tracked with us over the past couple of weeks, we're going through our friendship framework and we are now at the week where covenant leads to calling. So we wanted to just go through and talk about what this word means, what it is, what it isn't, how to know if you're even called into this relationship and how to steward it once you get there and, you know, just talk about some of that stuff. So it is kind of a funny story, but we actually think there's a lot of weight to this. Mm -hmm. So if you want to catch up on the blog, it's at flawsoffriendship.com. It's friendship living with arms wide open. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tabitha and I both wrote it this week. And I just want you to take us through. Once I hear the <laughs> Lord talk, I'm on board and I don't really need a whole lot of explanation. <laughs> so you were the, you were the one. So let's go back and mm -hmm. just talk about what is covenant. What is it? It's kind of an ancient word. It is an ancient word. And you actually did learn some cool things about it. But just simply put, when I was putting it in the blog, to me, what it meant was that somebody was going to connect with me really deep and for a really long time. And that equaled mayday, mayday. How many people do that in the world today? How many people say, hey, I want to be your friend even better than we've ever been friends before and do it longer than we've ever done it before. And God said, okay, let's do it. And I don't know why it freaked me out, except I don't see relationships done very well in the world. I haven't seen them done very well in my own family. And so for somebody to say, hey, I'm going to actually commit myself. I'm going to connect myself to you and God wants me to. And when I think of God doing it, that means that is a little heavier, even to me than marriage. That's me and my husband saying, okay, before the Lord, we are going to pledge ourselves to one another. But when the Lord says, hey, I want you to connect yourself with somebody. And he knew I was not even going to connect myself to you in that moment. To me, that's some heavy, heavy stuff to connect yourself with somebody. Yeah, the real word comes from a word that means bonding. So I, I think of dentures. And he's the adhesive. He is. <laughs> I do. I think of those old commercials, you know, where it would show the bonding. <laughs> so, but that is what it means. It's a bonding. It is not, I, t I was telling Tabitha, at first I was coming in and I was just going to downplay covenant, like not to alarm anyone. And just say, y'all, it's really not, I know it's a scary word, but it's really not as scary as it sounds. And then I started really reading it and it's scarier than it sounds. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know that that day I did it. It's a little scarier than it sounds. It is a bonding. 
It is a binding together. Yes. And it is not easily broken apart. Yes. Yes. When you think of something as binding, binding, mm-hmm. bound, binding. Why is your mouth doing that weird Bind. <laughs> That's some heavy words. Try to say it. Say it. Binding, bound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a mouthful. Yeah, but it's a good, strong, heavy. Do you guys sense the connection? The weight? The formalness of it? There's weight to it. There is weight to it. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because now I'm bound? <laughs> are you laughing now that I'm bound? <laughs> She's bound. <laughs> okay, so yeah. the truth is... God is calling some of you to bind yourself with other women and it's bound to happen. So we may as well start talking about it. The ins and outs of it, the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly. I was just thinking when I think about really giving yourself over to somebody like this, it made me think of the woman who broke her alabaster jar at the feet of Jesus or over his head. And I just think about somebody being willing to open themselves up in such a way that releases everything like, and that's why I named it arms wide open, living with arms wide open, because you have to be willing to give yourself to another and receive all that they have to give all at the same time. And so even just with the good, sometimes I'm more afraid of good because there's so much bad in the world that good overwhelms me more than bad because I'm more familiar with what bad looks like. I'm more familiar with what scary looks like. I'm more familiar because this world is so full of world, especially right now. And so the goodness, it's almost too much to contain that, oh, wow, somebody wants to know me and stay with me even though they know me and they want to help me grow and they want me to do the same thing for them. And God says it's good and he wants to join us together to make that happen so he can shine through and to do that it's just whoo it's it's terrifying yet terrific yeah I mean I can see where people would say this is not right God would not call two friends into covenant like this that he wouldn't bind them together this isn't of the Lord, he came to make a covenant with his church. But we see the theme of covenant all through scripture. Mm -hmm. And in the Old Testament, there are a few places in scripture, Jeremiah, Genesis, where it talks about cutting a covenant. And I don't understand it fully. But what it would mean is that they would take three separate animals Two of them, there were very specific instructions and they would slice them just so right down the middle, the blood was shed. And then they would take the third, cut them open and their bones and body parts would be a bridge between the first and the second sacrifice. And it was a prophetic look at what Jesus would do. So to say that this covenant is weird in our day or that he wouldn't do it, well, that is what Jesus came to do. It's not dead. It's not a old way of doing things that is not relevant. Mm -hmm. He's constantly making a covenant. He's made covenant. He binds the covenants together that he's made over the centuries. 
with himself so that Mm -hmm. they can't be broken. Mm -hmm. And then it's as if it was a foreshadowing to say, look, this covenant is going to cost me way more than it ever cost you through his son, Jesus, who he would rip open and cut, use to cut a covenant with the world. Mm -hmm. And it's so mind blowing that he would take covenant and friendship and say, I'm going to show you what it's like to lay your lives down for someone that you don't really have to, to cut yourself open. I'm going to be the bridge between you two. And this is going to cost me Mm -hmm. as you walk this out together. And it's just, it's mind blowing. It's beautiful. And we're trying to do it Mm -hmm. because he called us to it. And we actually believe that he is preparing other women to do this too. Yeah, definitely. In the blog, we talk about connection and you have to learn to trust. And that shows as you're gaining trust in somebody, you're connecting deeper and deeper and deeper, which we were talking about last week. Hey, she's meeting my needs. I'm telling her what my needs are and vice versa. And so as we get into this covenantal kind of call on our friendships and in our relationships, you have to realize that you're going to move from casual connection to a committed connection. And if you think about that, how many times could you say just in your own walk with the Lord that some days it's more casual than committed? Casual, oh, maybe I'll read the word. Oh, maybe I will pray. Oh, maybe I'll tell somebody about Jesus today. Maybe I will act like him today. And so we have to move from this place of really casual, just when I feel like it to I'm going to do this when I don't feel like it. I'm going to make this a practice of my life to actually stay connected every minute with the Lord and with others, totally deeper dive. And so I can understand why some people don't want to do it. Well, I can too. It also makes me think of the reverse because when he calls you into this committed covenantal relationship, it is, we have talked about how it's easy then to make the friendship and the person, the idol until we show up for them and we put them above our covenant to the Lord. And it makes me think of when we're talking about what covenant is not, it is not a substitution for our covenant with the Lord. Yes. That comes first. And out of that place, we are able to connect when it gets twisted. It becomes a very perverted perversion of what he's trying to do. There's a fine line. I think when you are so rooted in him that he can then trust you with this kind of relationship, it's wonderful. When you do it on your own and you think, hey, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to go into covenant with her. I'm committing my life to her. And it's not something that the Lord has called you to. It will get twisted and the ranking order gets really out of whack and it's a very dangerous place to be. So it's not an idolatry situation. It's not a replacement of her with the Lord. It's not an abusive sort of relationship where you just say, I'm going into this relationship and she can treat me however I want. And it is a conditional covenant in the sense that the Lord wants this to be binding. But think about his covenant with us. He made it. It cost him his life. It cost him his son. But is it conditional? Yeah, on our part, because we can choose to respond to it or not. Mm -hmm. And if we abuse that, 
we're not really in covenant with him. We can say no, and we can really destroy what he gave his life to build Mm -hmm. and the bridge that he made for us. So is it this lifelong binding commitment between her and you and the Lord? Yes. Does it replace him? Him? No. No. It better not. It better not. And I just want to bring up something a little deep. Yeah, no. Okay. Shall I? Shall I leave until you're done? No. Okay. I just want to go on a little soapbox. Go ahead. Real quick. Spiritual soapbox. Listen out there. There are a lot of women who are called to do mighty things. And I believe a lot of mighty things together. But this kind of covenant, it produces a real closeness and a real love that is powerful. But when it's in the Lord, it's very pure. And a great example is of Jonathan and David and scripture. And when you read about them, what is so sad is that they literally had a covenantal relationship. They were just bonded together. Scripture says they were aligned together under God's purposes. And when you read articles today, they say, were they gay? And this hits such a chord in me because the world struggles so much with a pure mind and pure action that they can't even see what's holy and what's unholy and the lines are beginning to blur. And so I just want to call this out because we just see it. There's so many women who are probably called to covenant to do some really amazing things together or with another woman, but they go so deep that that intimacy that they're supposed to experience together and with the Lord in a pure form gets perverted by the enemy. And so it becomes sexual is what happens because there's such a deepness, which I get almost in my mind because sometimes as humans, the closest that we can get is sexual. You feel like that is the closest that you can get, but it's not. It's, there's something above it, and that is the Lord, such closeness, such connection, such power, such purity, such purpose, but it comes with the Lord. And so I think we just have to be so careful and really start praying against that when we see it or when people speak of it because people are like, oh, yeah, it's okay that people are like that. But something is happening there. For one, I just don't think that they're understanding closeness with the Lord, and there's who knows for whatever reason, but I bet you a lot. If I was a betting woman, I would bet that a lot of those women are supposed to be doing really God things together. And it just got yeah together or with somebody else, but they're with the wrong woman when they're really supposed to be in a sanctified relationship with someone else. And I, I do think, look, just because we're Christian women, that does not mean it can't happen to us. I've heard it happening in the church. It is happening. But when you think that you can experience, the Bible calls you into this love. Jesus had it with his friends. Yes. And the Bible 
blesses this kind of friendship. And then we have real women who are afraid to get that close because of the way that the world sees it. Yes. That's going to be a huge block towards experiencing this covenant. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. I think it's going to be a huge blocking. And I think it's another blocking is just them thinking that it's not important. But for those of you who have women in your life that you just feel so connected to you just know you feel that just little heartstring that connects yours to hers you were probably walking in one of those relationships and you might not even know it so if you are you love the lord and you have a woman in your life that you absolutely adore and you do things for each other you're helping each other grow in the kingdom then say lord wow, have you connected us that committed in covenant? Are we supposed to promise things to each other? Are we supposed to come alongside each other even deeper, study the word together, study your will together, perform your will, perform your purposes, perform your power, let it be released into this world together. I bet the answer for a lot of you is yes, if you're already walking with that woman. Okay, so that brings me to how do you know that you're called to this kind of relationship? Okay. How do you know? How do we know, Stace? Well, I knew because the Lord flat out told me to do it. You came back later and you actually made, okay, well, well, when well we you were, made one and then you broke it and then you made it again. Okay, but let's talk. such a kind of like a, <laughs> I need a scarlet letter or something. No, we're not putting a scarlet letter on you. Tune in next week. She's going to have a big A. (laughs) For awesome. Um, No, you're going to have a CB. What's that? Covenant breaker. (laughs) Hey, And then CM, covenant maker. So how did you know? I mean, so some of... The times we just know because we heard the Lord say it and you just know that that's the thing. Yeah. Sometimes you'll hear a story. You'll be what you could be watching us and really know that the Lord, your heart feels pricked. You know exactly who the woman is where Tabitha said that heartstring is just connecting you. You know, mm-hmm. how did you know to come back and say, you know what? Now I'm going to make a covenant with you too. Let's talk about the second time. <laughs> The well, first time doesn't count because I didn't really do it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really join in. I was See like, what I okay, put up with? Thank you. All these years. Thanks, friend. I'm not doing that. No, I knew because we couldn't get rid of each other. Yeah. We literally tried to get rid of each other. We had our blow up that we talk about, had it kind of disappeared from each other. And even after that time, the Lord still called us back to each other. And so we have had many episodes where we talk about the joining of us together. And I fight them every time. The yoke, whatever you want to call the covenant, committed, the yoke, covenant. We've had this conversation with different words. And each time I'm still like, bye, see you later. Oh yeah, I'm your VAR. I'll see you later. In all seriousness, I do know that the Lord has joined us because it is something that I feel. I couldn't say that I felt his voice like you felt it, but I feel it in my spirit that he's saying connect with you, that there are purposes that we have or that he has for us. And there's 
certain connection, just that I like you, that you're my friend, that I want to hang out with you. I want to talk with you. And so just the fact that I want to keep being with you is a big deal to me because I mean, that's a big deal for anybody to say, Hey, I want to give you my time. I want to give you my talent. I want to give you my treasure. And so that's a big deal. And so I know because of all that I offer you and all that you offer me. And so yeah. And here's a word to somebody out there, a duo where you're feeling like you're supposed to make the covenant and maybe she's not ready. That's okay. I can't tell you how me stepping out and being obedient has held us over the years. If, if I had not, if I had ignored that word and not been obedient, there would not have been, I don't believe the binding contract between us. And I think when we tried to leave each other, we probably would have left each other. Yeah. So if it's just a one-sided thing, just speaking from this lopsided, I was in my car, so I said I hung up rolling on the wheels of a one-way commitment, on <laughs> a one-sided commitment. My car was like the rest of the way down that highway, but that's okay. I mean, she might just need time. The Lord's doing something in her. It's okay. If you really know that you're supposed to do it, do it. Yeah. And if you don't feel like it, don't, because exactly. I was not ready to, Lord is still working things out in my heart about how to stay and have roots and just my home and my friendships and oh, a lot of places. So good. Yeah. So yeah. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what's wrong? <sighs> what? Oh, shut up. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, my gosh. Hey, hang in there, y'all. Hang in there if you're the one that can do this. Because over the years, she's going to be like, I still want to run away. I still don't want to do this. And But you know. You're there and she's bound. No, I said, hey, I said in this season, the Lord has given me roots. He's given roots in my right. home. Right. Did y'all hear? Even when I don't want them. Even when well, I don't want to. Well, I'm not a natural root digger. I've never actually experienced I'm it. I'm actually not either. I mean, not like. Like yeah. for the long haul? Yeah, come on. Out with it. Don't act like it was all lopsided <laughs> all the time. Look at all righteous. Don't worry, guys. If you're the only one that wants to stay when you're checking out emotionally every every other day. I haven't this week. Well, that's good. But we just. It's been a whole week. It's been a whole week yeah. since you checked out on me emotionally. <laughs> good job. So we're learning. So we're both working on the root system. Okay, guys. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. It's a work in progress, I would say. <laughs> it's uh, learning how to give and receive and stay connected and stay committed and really exchange those just normal, casual things for something more. And I'm going to tell you, it, you just have to laugh about it. Like if you can get to the point where you're kidding each other about it and laughing about it, that's just the fun of it. And everybody's going to have their own stories. I think to see what women will get to do for each other. Cause I think some of it is so growing and who you are and how you are growing in the Lord and who it takes to pull that out. And it's going to be so different. Every relationship is going to look so different because their story is going to be so different. So I hope that we get to hear them eventually mm -hmm. because I know that they're going to be so different. Yeah. But so the same at the same time. Mm -hmm. He put her in my life so that I could grow, so that I could learn about him. And I've said this from the beginning when we started again, that to learn how to love a woman, I think, teaches you how to love yourself, 
for one thing and helps you see yourself in the most purest form, helps you see love in the most purest form. Because if another woman can love you, then I think it makes you brave enough to love yourself. If another woman can see you truly and make you feel like she sees you, even when you aren't completely who you're supposed to be yet, all of you, but she still sees it and still treats you like that, then it gives you hope that God really does that. That he is who he says he is and Mm -hmm. he loves us and he's making us something so beautiful. And I think a woman's love will be such a beautiful, pure picture of it. Yeah. Okay. So I think we've gone through all the points except the last one. Okay. Which is how, and I think you hit on it a little bit. How does covenant lead to calling? Well, we were talking about this earlier and It kind of hits to me that purity part of it, you know, when you are connected with somebody because Stacy and I say, hey, we are here for women who feel as if their callings on their lives. They know that I'm supposed to help you. You're supposed to help me. And we're going to follow Jesus and do what he says to do or do it together. Yes. Or do it together. Mm -hmm. Yep. And before you can even start walking those things out. You need so connected. And God is like, not just casually. I don't want you just going off trying to do kingdom things with somebody you just had one coffee with last week. No, I'm going to need you guys to hear me and both of you together hear me and move in me because you know how each other hears me. You know how each other moves. You know how each other listens. You know how each other is activated. You know the giftings. You know the emotional outbursts. You know it all. And so I think before you can even step into calling, you have to have this covenantal connection. In its most simple form, guys, it's just committed connection that is bound together by the Lord. And then when you have that connection, then something's going to happen because I, for one, I don't like to sit still and I know the Lord doesn't either. And so you can't sit two women in one room and make them really committed and connected to each other and then not try to do something. They're going to try to do some kind of cause, some kind of initiative, some kind of business, some kind of ministry, some kind of here, take my baby, something, some kind of action is going to come out of when you put two women together. Something. And so it may as well be something good. It may as well be something kingdom. And I want those callings to start popping out. I want them to start flowing out of heaven and dropping in women's laps and dropping in their minds and their hearts so that they can get moving. But we can't until we get this connection right, guys. And that's why me and Stacey are here literally every week. We are plowing it out with you guys and for you guys and for our benefit and for the sake of heaven and his kingdom cause we are doing this so that we can all finish strong when we're done yeah it all comes down to a word that the lord gave us which was i am wanting to hand out these weighty assignments that are too heavy to carry for just one person i'm yoking to well we're here for the women i I guess he's doing it for the men i don't know i'm not speaking for the men yes he is yeah but but there's gonna be some men that need to call men to it too that's right come on boys This one's for the boys. We know that what he said to us was there are callings out there. There are assignments that are too weighty for me to give to one woman alone. And it's going to take them yoked together to carry these things. Mm -hmm. And that makes us so excited because there are literally like 
probably 10 things at once we could think about doing together. And flaws is just the way that we, we, like you said, we're, we're doing this, just doing this strengthens our connection. And so what is it that you can do together to even plow this to strengthen your connection so that you can get to calling? There are steps to this. You're not, like you said, you're not going to just have a coffee and then all of a sudden launch into world changers. You can't yeah, do it's it. It's just not, I, there are women out there who are trying to run businesses together and ministries together, or they're jumping in too quickly mm-hmm. and they're not connecting in deeper levels. They don't know their giftings. They don't know their personalities. They don't know the little nuances of one another. And those things are going to break eventually. Right. They may get off the ground for a little bit, but eventually it's all going to fall apart because if you're not connected, if you're not bound with the Lord and then with one another in such a tight knit bonding way, yeah, he's the glue. Like you said, if your dentures don't have the adhesive ladies, those things ain't chomping on anything. I mean, those things mm-hmm. are falling out. If you want to talk about your little picture, I think about like the bottoms, you know, if one friend might be the top and one friend might be the bottom and Jesus is that adhesive. And if those things are going wild, because have you ever seen dentures gone wild? <laughs> have you ever seen dentures gone wild? I've seen them fall out. Well, when they go wild, <laughs> because some, yes, the businesses are going to fall out. They're going to just fall right on out, but some are going to function, right? But if my grandma doesn't have like her dentures all the way in or with good adhesive, she talks and once in a while they pop down, <laughs> they pop out just a little. So they drop. I see that she has no teeth and then they pop back up. And so even if you guys are starting things and doing things together, people are going to know the difference between if your dentures are staying full still mouth of teeth and, yeah. and if it's, <laughs> drooping every five sentences it's gonna you don't want your businesses your ministries. I had no idea that was that example was gonna go that far or I would have chosen a different one hey thank you for it's that the one you gave and it's the one I'm um, you started with it we're wrapping up with it dentures if anything I want you to remember covenant Jesus is the adhesive he is the adhesive to, to her top mm-hmm. you bottom <laughs> Let him keep you guys solid. Don't be bouncing around in there. Don't be falling out of the covenant cart. Like, this is serious. It's serious. It is serious, but it is crazy fun. It is. Yeah, we wouldn't be on here plowing it out if we didn't have fruit, didn't have joy, didn't have benefits to being connected like this. And in the end, I mean, can you think of a better gift than just saying, I'll never be alone? Because we've entered into this, I am never going to be alone. You are never going to be alone. I know. Isn't that a great feeling? Oh, it's a very great feeling because I don't like to be alone. Yeah, we're never going to be alone. And so to open up your arms and receive that and to give it, well, it really is one of the best feelings in the world. Yeah. So thanks for being covenantally connected to me. (sighs) You're welcome. I'm excited to just keep growing in our faith and growing in whatever the Lord has for us. Yep. And I, we're so excited to hear what the Lord gives you to do together and how you know that you have been connected to your Havar. And so if you want to share your stories with us, we would love to hear them. You have it, catch up on the blog, share this with someone, with a friend that's on your mind who you think that you two would make a great pair, a kingdom pair, and 
go cut a covenant. Don't be afraid, guys. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.